I'm James Briarton in Charlotte. The Carolina Weather Group is forecasting a severe weather event to move through all of the Carolinas on Thursday. It begins tonight, Wednesday night, in the higher elevations of western North Carolina foothills and mountains with the first of the rain will move on in. And then as we look ahead to Thursday, we're tracking all forms of severe weather. Tornado, hail, damaging wind, and flooding with a real stressor on those last two. The damaging wind and flooding are our main concerns all day Thursday from midnight to midnight across much of the Carolinas and lingering through that overnight into the early morning hours of Friday as you look closer to the coastal locations. We're going to have a very slow-moving system coming across the area with a lot of precipitation. We're talking maybe six inches of rain in some places in the higher elevation that could come down very quickly and then have to work its way into the waterways and eventually drain out to the ocean all across the Carolinas. So we're going to be watching not only the rain that is falling from the sky, but then all of that flow downstream, we could have a weather event here playing out for a few days. Now, panelist Scotty Powell in Morganton was joined by Evan Fisher in Charleston on Tuesday night for a special live stream where they talked about and forecasted the storm. We're going to play some of that for you right here. And of course, a reminder that you can watch broadcasts just like that by subscribing to the Carolina Weather Group on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Periscope, whatever you like. Uh, and you can stay up to date with all of the latest. We will have special podcast updates as well on the weather as the situation unfolds. Looks like we're going to see a pretty significant heavy rain event uh, move into the area over the next 48 hours. So I'm going to stream, uh, I'm going to show you guys the uh, water vapor loop, kind of give you the setup of what's taking place. So um, as you can see, this is uh, just kind of tells us the moisture that's in the air. As you can see, we're here in the Carolinas. It may be kind of hard to see here, but here's North South Carolina. Uh, we're going to be watching our moisture flow actually uh, come from the Gulf of Mexico, which, you know, normally is the case, but this um, air is actually tapped into some Pacific air. Uh, we kind of sometimes call this the Pineapple Express. Um, there's all kinds of, all kinds of uh, different terms for this, but uh, it's actually got some Pacific origin to this air, and it's just pumping in a lot of moisture. And uh, as we know, when we see um, moisture coming in from the southwest, Evan, you've lived in the mountains of North Carolina, um, now in Charleston, but you know, you're, you're still connected. Uh, anytime we see that, uh, that moisture fetch coming out of the southwest, we always know that, that there's a threat for some heavy rain. And uh, we're going to definitely see some heavy rain. I know you have uh, looked at some of the latest data, so I'll stop sharing the screen so you can share yours. Of just kind of seeing the rainfall totals that we could see here in Western North Carolina and um, actually all of North Carolina and South Carolina. Yeah, so this unfortunately is a kind of setup where we tend to see very large totals and uh, a lot of flooding across Western North Carolina as well as down into even the Western Piedmont and upstate South Carolina. Um, so, you know, it's going to be the biggest rain event of the year and it's going to just wash out on Thursday. We're going to start to see rain showers pick up in. Um, intensity and um, spatial coverage tomorrow afternoon across the western part of, of North Carolina, and then that will quickly spread east across the state going into Thursday. And I think we're really honing in on Thursday as the weather maker, the big day, uh, both from a heavy rain perspective as well as a severe perspective, which we'll cover here in a little bit. Um, but this is just the WPC, the Weather Prediction Center's a five-day rainfall total, and you can see that that bullseye is really across. Um, West, let me see if I can get my pointer up for us. 
you can see the bullseye is really across that southwestern portion of North Carolina and a little bit of upstate. But even still, this four-inch contour stretches all the way up into parts of uh, Gaston and Lincoln County, uh, and even up past Winston-Salem and up towards uh, Danville and into southwestern uh, Virginia. So this is going to be a not just a local specific little heavy rain event for the southwestern mountains, but this is going to be four inches widespread, um, which is pretty unusual and definitely the first big event uh, of the year. You can see down towards the coastal areas, they're going to be seeing a little bit less uh, down in Charleston, maybe only a half an inch to an inch. Uh, but still, nonetheless, if you're west of Columbia and Fayetteville and Raleigh, you're going to be seeing one to two inches at least, with some places seeing three to five widespread across that western section of the Carolinas. Yeah, and Evan, go- Evan, I was going to tell you, we've got this popped up. Um, I'm sure you probably looked at it as well. But a lot of the data coming in this afternoon, I think after – uh, WPC updated this was actually showing some totals like you were talking about maybe even six seven inches uh, especially in, in western North Carolina up against the uh, the Blue Ridge escarpment and so uh, definitely some flooding concerns there I know you've got the the flash flood um, the, uh, the the outlook um, graphic here in just a second that'll kind of highlight again the areas you were talking about with the uh, the potential for sand flooding Right. And like you're talking about, that Blue Ridge Escarpment is really in this area. And then again, over here in some of the high elevations of Western North Carolina. And those are the areas that will likely see those biggest uh, totals. I've kind of circled them here. Um, but that's where you can see guaranteed three to five, uh, potentially, you know, five to seven um, and plus for the high elevations. And, you know, you may not think that heavy rain, the high elevations matters because no one lives there, but it does because it has to flow down off the mountains and it all converges into the rivers and streams. Um, and uh, the, see the Davidson river is in that area as well as the French broad flowing North out of Asheville. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of waterways that are going to be threatened this weekend. Yeah. Another, over to the next one. Yeah, here you go. Another threat with that flooding also Evan um, could be the potential for seeing some landslides. We know uh, through the right. gorge there on interstate 40, um, they had, there's, potential always with heavy rain events to see some some rock slides but with this much heavy rain coming in a short amount of time as you know as you were talking about this isn't like a week-long rain process this is going to be happening within a day or two so uh definitely the potential for seeing some some landslides mudslides like that is also a little bit more elevated just because all of this is going to be falling in in just a short amount of time absolutely it, it seems like we talk about this all the time uh, since 2018 we've been really We've seen a lot of these big, heavy rain events, more so than in years past. Uh, and landslides have almost become the new norm. You know, there's a big one in um, Nanahala Gorge just a month ago, um, and another one on 40 a month before that. So like you said, Scott, those, those areas are super prone. I believe that Brad Panovich was tweeting earlier saying that the flash flood guidance, uh, six-hour flash flood guidance in most of this area, that's highlighted here in red is just two to three inches of rain in six hours. So that means if two to three inches of rain were to fall in a six hour time frame, uh, flash, fl- flash flooding would likely occur um, very suddenly as flash. Um, and that's the kind of flooding that, you know, you don't expect it. And all of a sudden there's water rushing down the streets of mountain towns uh, and even flatland areas, uh, urban uh, areas p- particularly see a lot of troubles from all the concrete and runoff issues. Um, and that's really what the WPC is highlighting here with this graphic. If you look at the red contour here, this is a moderate threat for flash flooding uh, three days out. So on Thursday, 
And this is the area that they're honing in on for the biggest risk of heavy rain and flooding. Uh, but not to be forgotten, this big yellow area as well is uh, still elevated risk of that flash flooding. Uh, and outside of that, this lighter green um, is still, you know, a slight risk of, um, of flooding. Uh, but if you're in any of these areas in the yellow or red, you really need to be paying close attention to um, current conditions on Thursday. because so we can forecast three to five plus inches of rain, uh, but it comes down to that six hour time frame where if more than two to three inches of rain fall, um, then all of a sudden you may need to take action. And it's very specific. If you live in a low line area, that's where you need to be the ones that are the most prepared. Uh, but nonetheless, everyone needs to be prepared no matter where you are, because water can get into your homes, even if you live on the side of a hill or it can come up out of a river. Um, so you got to be prepared for uh, entry at, at every point of the house. Let's see if I can get over to this next one. Definitely so. And Evan, that um, that area right there, uh, we see this moderate risk or, you know, some people say a high, and then there's one one category above that. Um, you know, this is something, I'm not trying to compare this to a tropical event, but uh, some of the rainfall rates that we can see uh, Wednesday and Thursday could rival some of the tropical events that, you know, the Carolinas see when uh, we get like a landfalling system in the in the uh, the Gulf of Mexico and it kind of rides up the Appalachians. This is kind of, um, you know, in that ballpark of seeing those higher rainfall amounts, especially in the western part. So that, that highlighted area, definitely uh, susceptible uh, for flooding. If you look, that's that's included in the Asheville metro area, you know, um, especially near, near the Biltmore House, Biltmore Park area, uh, oh, yeah. floods fairly easily. Um, this is uh, the Hickory metro area up into uh, the Winston-Salem, even portions of Greensboro. This is the northern suburbs of Charlotte, um, even down into the Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson area. So there's some um, some pretty big cities, some pretty uh, well-populated areas that are in this highlighted risk. So uh, definitely need to be paid attention to, um, to the conditions. And unfortunately, it uh, looks like when this heaviest rain is going to fall, Evan, on that six-hour period, would be um, during the afternoon hours, let's say between 12 p.m. lunchtime and about 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. So this is going to be during the commute home. Uh, so definitely we could see some flooded roadways with this. So it could really uh, disrupt some uh, some of the, the folks who are trying to commute from school to home or even from work to home. So this is definitely going to be, uh, this is definitely going to be an issue as we go into Thursday. Right. And I think to kind of get into the more nitty gritty details of what's going on here, uh, we do have a long wave trough moving across the central United States heading east. And there is going to be some cyclogenesis occurring down in the southeastern portion of that. So just off to our southwest here. And that's what's going to be moving up and lifting northeast and just causing this southwesterly flow to ride up over those um, the Blue Ridge Escarpment. And like Scotty was saying earlier, that's why we see the heaviest rainfall totals there because we get this thing called orographic lift where basically the mountains act as a force forcing mechanism and they lift the low level condensate, uh, low level moisture up and over. And they just basically wring out all of the moisture that's in the air and the locations that are right along that front range, um, just right in there. Those are the ones with, you know, they get hammered every single time. Um, that's where the flooding risk is greatest. Uh, but with that low pressure system, Scotty, I think there's also going to be a pretty significant, uh, severe risk if you want to you want to cover that. I don't know if you are you muted, Scotty. Yeah, I'm muted. Of course, I'm <laughs> muted. <laughs> uh, here's the uh, the severe weather risk. Um, uh, portions along, uh, let's say the Charlotte area, uh, roughly the Interstate 85 corridor, 
Um, south and east is under a, a slight risk of severe weather. It's a level two out of five. Uh, would not be shocked. And actually, I want to go back to this. Um, Evan, this has really been, we've talked about it internally in our chat. Uh, this was progged about seven, eight days out. The uh, Storm right. Prediction Center highlighted portions of South Carolina um, a week ago saying, hey, there's a 15% chance of severe weather. Seven, eight days away, that's that's pretty significant when, when you say there's going to be that that much of a, a chance of severe weather. So um, pretty well forecast. But anyway, the slight risk for a majority of South Carolina and a good chunk of North Carolina, and that's a level two out of five. Uh, as you get into the foothills area, I'm going to show you the reason why the risk is a little bit lower, but it still needs to be watched um, as uh, it's under a marginal risk. And then the uh, general risk of thunderstorms um, are occurring um, in the mountains. So this is a uh, normally don't show you this, but this is going to be the wind speeds. And I want to show you this for a reason. Uh, let's go into the uh, this is tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. We're going to see. Uh, if you look at this area right here over northeast North Carolina, this is going to be the wedge building in. Uh, if you live here in the Carolinas, if you're a weather uh, enthusiast, if you, you know about the weather, if you've watched our show any length of my, uh, time that we've talked about the Carolina wedge, uh, this is going to be the wedge kind of building in. So as you can see, it's starting around the Virginia-North Carolina border. As we go throughout the day tomorrow and Wednesday, we're going to see that cold air continue uh, to seep into the foothills and the Piedmont. Ahead of that, I know uh, these wind speeds, these are just um, wind speeds. These aren't the gusts. I could turn on the gust here if, if I need to. Uh, may show a little bit easier. So here's the uh, the wind speeds, uh, and, and this is out coming out of the south. So you can see wind speeds, or wind gusts, 23, 24, 25 miles per hour. Then you can see calmer winds along this wedge front. Where this wedge front ends up eventually is going to be kind of the uh, – tell us where the severe weather is setting up. So this is going to be Thursday morning around 1 a.m. You can see portions of the Greensboro, Winston-Salem area, Raleigh, uh, the Triad area, all in this wedge. So it's going to be a little bit calmer up there. Uh, Temperature-wise, you're still going to see the heavy rain, but at least the dynamics for severe weather uh, are not there initially. As we go into uh, 3, 4, 5 a.m. Thursday morning, we're going to see a round of uh, precipitation. Let me switch this over to the reflectivity. And so you can kind of see this initial line or initial wave of storms, rain and, and, and storms move into the area. Uh, that uh, in itself could present a, a damage in wind gust uh, around the area with uh, that initial batch of uh, moisture moving in. So I want to go back to uh, the wind speeds because I feel like this kind of tells us the story of what's happening. Um, this is around 6, 7 a.m. Look at these wind gusts. These are about 10 meters off the ground. So that's what? What is it, about 30 feet, I think, is around 30 feet yeah, 30 uh, off the good. ground. Uh, so you can see these wind gusts. And this wedge front is kind of retreating back to the north. Uh, you can see that wind's really picking up in the Raleigh area. So wherever this wedge front uh, kind of settles in is where we're going to see uh, the potential for these strong to severe storms. Uh, there was a uh, few scenarios that uh, we get more in the springtime, more around uh, March, April with these severe weather setups. But this wedge front, obviously, uh, if you're above the wedge front, north of the wedge front, it's going to be kind of cold, kind of damp rain. But south of it, I mean, we're talking about a 20-mile spread. You can go from temperatures in the 40s to temperatures in the 60s in just a short amount of time. So uh, we're going to have a lot of atmosphere, a lot of um, 
moisture, a lot of warm air, humid air, a lot of instability south of the wedge front. North of the wedge front is going to be kind of more uh, stable environment. So wherever this wedge front kind of lines up at is where we're going to see the potential for some strong to severe thunderstorms. Uh, the primary concern for those thunderstorms are going to be damaging winds. I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing this. Uh, are going to be damaging winds. Um, that's the primary concern. Tomorrow, we'll be able to give out some graphics. The Storm Prediction Center has uh, just sent out an update where now on day two, we kind of get those categorical risks. We damage and winds, tornadoes, um, hail threats. So we'll kind of be able to break down the number-wise, percentage-wise of what areas we'll see um, the threats. But the damage and wind threat, 60 mile per hour more or higher wind gust um, is the primary concern. But there is going to be a tornado threat. And wherever that wedge front, Evan, settles, I think is where we're going to kind of see the most um, – uh, the most concern for uh, the potential of tornadoes. And obviously south of that wedge front, it's going to be uh, pretty moist and pretty humid. Uh, a lot of atmospheric uh, energy to work with that we could see some isolated tornadoes develop south of that too. So it's kind of dependent on where that front, that, that wedge settles. Anywhere along it and south is going to be the highest concern for severe weather. Anywhere north, um, not as uh, concerned about severe weather, but we're still going to see that heavy rain and flash flood threats. So um, that's uh, kind of a still trying to shake out the details of eventually where that wedge front is going to set up at. Uh, once we, we get into tomorrow, we should have a better idea, and that'll kind of be able to highlight the areas of concern for the um, for the severe weather threat. But again, damage and winds, the primary concern. Uh, low tornado risk right now, but that could go up. These, these risks could go up as we get closer to the event. I don't really foresee a, a hail threat with these storms. And then obviously uh, we talked about a little bit earlier with the, the heavy rain. So um, that, that is also the concern. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of elements out um, for the Carolinas. Uh, obviously I think uh, Evan, our concern would be for Western North Carolina, the mountains of North Carolina, the upstate of South Carolina, the flash flood threat looks pretty significant uh, on Thursday. And then the severe weather threat, um, I, I would say at least for South Carolina, I don't see the wedge really dipping down into the South Carolina area. So South Carolina, you're definitely uh, game for the potential for some strongly severe storms on Thursday as the cold front moves through. And then wherever that, that front kind of sets up in North Carolina, that's where uh, we'll have to focus our attention for the North Carolina area for severe weather. So um, looking through uh, some of your comments here. Um, Tanya is asking, do you have thoughts for the GSP area? So again, um, Evan, would you would you mind popping up the uh, flash flood risk? Um, we can kind of show that. Absolutely. And uh, we'll kind of highlight the, the flash flood risk. I do believe the Greenville-Spartanburg area, um, that's the uh, that's the severe, yeah, there's the uh, flash flood risk. So um, Greenville GSP area, you're in the, uh, the elevated risk, the high risk for flash flooding. Evan's going to kind of circle your area right now. So Should have used a different color than red. <laughs> that, that works. It works. So that's, uh, again, uh, the severe weather risk is also, I think they're in the slight category for severe storms. So um, not only we have to worry about flash flooding, but also the potential for um, some um, damaging wind gusts and maybe even an isolated tornado in the GSP area. So I definitely need to be weather aware on Thursday uh, if you live in that area. Um, let's see. Someone's asking about Robeson County. That's out in eastern North Carolina. Uh, the flood threat is less out there along the coast. Um, 
are just inland from the coast. And um, I think the severe weather threat is what we will be concerned about more for eastern North Carolina um, as that cold front really gets organized and moves across uh, the area. Um, one other thing, Evan, that so we didn't talk about, if we see any sunshine on Thursday, especially for South Carolina, eastern North Carolina, that could really ramp up the chances for severe weather. Yeah, that's always the, the biggest hitter uh, on the day of everyone's tweeting and waiting to see where that sun breaks out. Uh, and a lot of times that's how we can kind of figure out where the wedge is. You know, one, we have satellite and surface uh, station observations, but it helps to know where those clouds are eroding. If, you know, on Thursday you look up and the clouds are eroding uh, above you and it's starting to get warm and push up into the upper 60s, uh, then, yeah, that, that severe threat is definitely going to be a lot higher for you in that location. Um, you're talking about the flash flood guidance. I want to bring that up. I've got it pulled up here. And forgive okay. me because um, it's not the best of graphics. I'm sure the Weather Service and everyone there um, are working hard to get this. But we'll work with what we got right now. Um, so you can kind of see this is uh, the southeast region. But this is a um, around uh, anywhere between two to three inches in a six-hour period. Uh, we could see flash flooding uh, start in western North Carolina around the upstate of South Carolina. And that's that's possible. If you get under one of these heavier rain bands uh, as this cold front's moving through, definitely could see that much rain in a short amount of time. So um, that is the flash flood guidance for the three-hour uh, period. If we go for 12 hours, which is right here, you can kind of see it's around three inches or so. So uh, that's why, Evan, I'm, you know, I don't want to say I'm overly confident, but I, I'm I'm probably a, a safe bet that we're going to see some flash flooding occurring in uh, in western North Carolina, upstate South Carolina sometime Thursday. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I uh, was wanting to see if I had anything else. Uh, here's the uh, severe weather graphic again. This will be updated um, tomorrow morning. Uh, the day two graphics or the, yeah, I don't, I think it was around one or 2 AM that that will come out. So when we wake up tomorrow morning, we'll probably see a new graphic for, Oh, from there. Uh, one other thing I wanted to kind of uh, show you guys uh, because this is a question that we get a lot of. So let me, um, while I'm off here. I'm going to pull up some graphics for you guys. Um, we, we sometimes um, don't really, know the differences when we see warnings and watches and things issued. So um, I want to pull this up for flash flooding or flooding. Um, so you guys um, will see this um, tomorrow. Evan, I'm sure at some point there'll probably be a flash flood watch issued for uh, portions of the Carolinas. So flash flood watch means um, that flooding is possible. It's um, kind of just that's uh, that time that you want to get prepared. And at the bottom of this graphic, that's what it says. Be prepared for flooding. Uh, if there's a flood warning, flash flood warning, that means that flooding is occurring or about to happen. Uh, some roadways have already been flooded. Move to higher ground. And remember, never drive through flooded roadways. Uh, the old saying when, uh, you know, uh, turn around, don't drown. You don't want to be uh, going through that water just because we don't know how deep it is. And it seems like, Evan, we've dealt with flooding a lot here in the Carolinas over the last several years. So you would think people would know that, but we continue to say it time after time. Don't drive through flooded roadways. Yep, absolutely. It's uh, one of the number one killers here in the southeast uh, and really across the United States, um, not just in tropical cyclones, but just day-to-day -day life. 
Uh, we saw a lot of it in 2018. We didn't see quite as much in 2019, but still a few events. Um, it looks like 2020 is off to it's going to be off to a roaring start. Uh, so just be safe when you're going out. Um, we'll have some more updates coming up over the next couple of days as we you know really count down the the days and hours to the actual event. Um, so pay close attention to our social media pages for sure for that. Yeah, we will definitely uh, be sending out updates like Evans on our social media accounts. Um, you know, if you're safely, if you see flooding or if you have any storm damage or anything and you are you can safely send us a picture, uh, we'd love for you to tweet us at Carolina WX Group. You can also post it on our Facebook page. It's a little bit messier to kind of find, but if you tweet us, I promise you, there's enough of us that monitor Twitter all the time that we will get that tweet. Um, so uh, send us a tweet if you see anything. Um, also, uh, you know, some people asking about school closures. I, I'm not sure how that'll roll. Um, you know, we probably won't know anything until Thursday. If we do see flooding, we may see some school districts um, close or release early, but, you know, that won't be known until, until the day of the event. So, um, unfortunately, Evan, um, we couldn't get any cold air to work with because this has been one heck of a snowstorm. Yeah. I wish our problem was we had too many snowstorms, but unfortunately, I think we just have too many floods. Too many. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, for you folks who like winter weather, this may be the third February that we don't see much of anything in the Carolinas. It looks to be pretty warm. So uh, maybe as we get towards the middle to later part of the month, maybe we can start to get the uh, the, uh, the pattern to change, but it just looks pretty warm, at least through the first couple of weeks of February. So if you're a snow lover and you didn't, uh, you, you wasn't satisfied by Friday's uh, little snow flurry activity across the area, uh, you may want to, uh, you may want to um, hold on because uh, it, it's not looking too good. Evan, what you got here? Yeah. So I was just pulling up kind of the extended look. Um, if you look at, well, I probably should go to a more broad view of this. Just looking at the ensembles over the coming weeks and echoing what you said, Scotty. Um, with the exception of the tail end of this rainy rain system that we're looking at, uh, maybe late on Friday we could see some wraparound snow showers, um, and then maybe a secondary little short wave. There's been a little bit of um, indication of that on the models. Let's put, let's switch over to 12C here. Um, but with the exception of that little potential, there's not much in sight uh, in terms of winter weather. Let me pull up this, and this is going to be – you can see <laughs> – Depressing. <laughs> so, I know, so many buttons to push. Let me come down to the uh, southeast so that we can kind of get a closer look at it. Here we go. So, you know, that's honestly a pretty good signal for Western North Carolina, except for the fact that, you know, most of that entire signal is coming from, I shouldn't say except for the fact, but that signal is coming from this Friday into Saturday, um, or really later in the weekend, I guess, with that short wave as it moves through, um, potentially on Sunday. And that's, that is a much better signal than I thought I was going to find when I pulled this page up. That hasn't been there in the last few runs. So we'll see if that stays. If we flip over to the GEFS, um, it's also pretty decent. But outside of West North Carolina, if you run it out, you know, there's there's nothing um, really no big synoptic events on the radar for any parts of central or eastern uh, North and South Carolina. So sorry, y'all. Not at all. Unfortunately, um, we hate it for I mean, I like winter weather. I love the 70 degree weather we're having, but I'd love to have at least one snow event, um, decent snow event. But 
It just doesn't look too likely right now, but we'll see. March always seems to be, if we have a warm February, we'll normally have a cool March. So maybe there's always yeah. that hope. So anyways, uh, continue following us. Uh, again, wouldn't be surprised when you wake up tomorrow morning, at least if you live in South Car- or upstate of South Carolina, Western North Carolina, probably a flood watch issued. Um, the Weather Service likes to do that around 345, 4 o'clock in the morning uh, as they uh, kind of put out their overnight products and early morning products. So if you have a weather radio and it goes off for a flash flood watch, uh, you might want to be mindful of that if it wakes you up <laughs> early in the morning. But uh, we'll be here uh, throughout the storm and we'll keep you updated with what's going to be going on Again, if you see any flooding, remember, don't go through flooded roadways. If you are safe and you can tweet it to us, please do. We'd love to pass that along to everyone else and let them be aware. So 